What up? What up? I am back. That's right. I am back. And I appreciate all of you that take the time to listen to this podcast amid my inconsistency. But we're going to get it together. We're getting there. Just, it's a process, baby. Just just stay with me. We're going to get it. But anyways, I'm back. And we have a doozy of an episode today. Got a lot of things to cover. And I'm going to do a little different this time. I'm actually cover the the pop culture, political stuff first because it's just so good. And then we're going to close it out with the spiritual aspect, which is also great as well. So today we're going to talk about this fucking chicken sandwich, this Popeye's chicken sandwich uh, fiasco. Okay. And then we're also going to talk about Dave Chappelle's new Netflix series uh, called Sticks and Stones, and they both tie into politics in their own way. So we're going to talk about that first, and then we're going to end it with our spiritual segment where I'm going to talk about how us humans are God. That's right. You are God. So yeah, let's take a little break, and we're going to come right back and jump right into this thing. Yeah. So unless you've been under a rock, you know that Popeyes has been receiving this media storm, this like just tornado about their chicken sandwiches that they just released. So they got a regular version and a spicy version. Now, this is what I don't get. Okay, I had the sandwich like for the first time back in like March, I think, and it just appeared on the menu. I'm talking about no promo, no nothing. And I just went into Popeye's one day to get my regular, you know, two piece. And I seen like biggest fuck in the middle of the menu, new chicken sandwiches. I said, well, all right then. I guess I'll have one of those. I had one. It was lit. It smacked, but it wasn't, I, I haven't been back to get another one. Um, It wasn't anything that just like, just blew my wig off. However, social media has now gotten a hand on the sandwich and now it's everywhere. And I'm talking about it has sold out everywhere. We are seeing videos online of people fighting about this chicken sandwich. People just acting just crazy trying to get their hands on one. I haven't seen a part, a, a, a post on Twitter about two people who went into Popeye's and bought 30 chicken sandwiches, bought them, sold them all out. Bought, bought all the chicken sandwiches they had, then went on the street to try to resell the sandwiches to people just walking by. First of all, who the hell is buying a secondhand cold chicken sandwich? Okay, it's 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 uh like it's it's not a DVD. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it has it's gotten out of hand. But um, of course, with the way that social media works, it was only a matter of time before this whole this chicken sandwich became a political weapon. Next thing you know, I start seeing these memes about keep that same energy when it's time to vote. You know, it's a picture of black people, wrapped mostly black people, wrapped around buildings waiting on this chicken sandwich. And the meme says, keep that same energy when it's time to vote. First of all, why are you assuming that someone in line for a chicken sandwich ain't registered to vote. Like, I seen a post about this guy on uh, Twitter as well who he took it upon himself to go make sure that the people who were in line for the chicken sandwich were registered. 
can you just let people enjoy themselves and enjoy the chicken sandwich? Does it have to be a political debate? It's a chicken sandwich. If a person want to stand in line for Jordans, if they want to stand in line for a chicken sandwich, let them. Is it bothering? Is it is it affecting your life? No, it isn't. So it's just it just made me think about how a lot of times, um, especially from the liberal side of things, because uh, I'll never forget, I saw this video one time uh, where this guy went and asked kind of all these people who were like pro-liberal asking them um, why they felt the need uh, to help uh, with voter suppression and helping people get their IDs to vote. And, and they didn't even hear themselves when they were saying these things. And they were like, oh, well, it's because, you know, a lot of them can't really read. You know, a lot of them are um, illiterate and they have a hard time figuring out how to go and register to vote. What are you saying? So you're saying that I'm an imbecile, you know, without you. It's a chicken sandwich, bruh. Like, and then you start seeing people pulling up the ingredients. The chicken sandwich has all these chemicals in it. This is what's wrong with our people today. And don't get me wrong, okay? I, I've been there. I've been there and deep in my hotepness. And I don't even like to use that word because that's not really being, what, what being a hotep is about. But I just use it to get across this um, stereotypical idea of the pro-black militant person. And I've been there. I've been there as a person looking down my nose at people eating chicken. And, you know, and doing and eating this food that's processed with these chemicals. And this is ruining our community and this, that, and third. And this is what's going to get me into our final segment about us being God. Because here's the thing. I know at this place in my power that I can eat, consume, or put anything around me and make it whatever I want to be. Because I'm that deep into my power of creation. Now, everybody has to start somewhere, of course, where you need to eat plant-based. or you need to remove certain things from your diet. You need to put yourself in a certain space of environments, people, things, so that you can learn how to get a grip on your mind and your ability to create whatever you want via your mind. Okay, so when you first start on this journey of learning how to do that, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise going on. There's a lot of chaos going on inside of you. So the more you strip away, this is why people become monks. This is why people become nuns. But to me, that's cheating. Okay, it's easy to go live in the mountains away from society and everything in civilization and say, yes, I am Zen. I am peace. That's easy. Anybody can do that. It's really easy to be peaceful if ain't nobody around you to trigger you. But to me, what we came here to do is to learn how to find that Zen in the midst of the chaos. Because if you've been on Earth, my nigga, have you been in this bitch? Motherfuckers, it's crazy. Okay, so it's not really easy to escape the noise. You can. You can go live off the grid. You can quit your job and go live in the woods and fish for your food by hand and say, fuck society, fuck capitalism, all that. But is that really fun? To some, it might be. To me, I want to learn how to be lit and have all of these things and experience all these things and learn how to be a god in the midst of all of it. You know what I'm saying? So that brings me back to this chicken sandwich. It's just a chicken sandwich. It's just a chicken sandwich. And I don't see the need to get on this high horse of like the chicken sandwich is ruining our community. It's chicken, right? Like, and then it's like this, this kind of um, 
kind of underhanded shame behind it. Cause I'm, I'm, I've seen people say certain things like, like they won't eat black people will say that they won't eat chicken or watermelon around white people. Why? I like chicken and I like watermelon. I don't give a fuck what they think about me. I don't care if they're looking at me like, Oh, here's this nigger eating, eating fried chicken and watermelon. Um, their opinion about me don't matter. If I want some chicken and I want some watermelon, I'm going to eat that shit. <laughs> and it's not going to be a detriment to my character because I said so. The thing that, the things that we consume are neutral. We, as our creative selves and our, in our creative power, are the ones that give these things meaning outside of what they are. It's just, it is what it is. It has no meaning. It's a neutral thing until you say this thing means that. But nonetheless, back to the point of uh, the chicken sandwich is now sold out. And they've, uh, Popeyes has uh, basically announced uh, today, which is uh, Tuesday. You'll hear this on Wednesday, but they announced today that the chicken sandwich is sold out everywhere. Uh, people have run up into the Popeyes and, and bought them up, you know, and I really think it's like a supplier issue. I don't think it's so much of them actually being out of chicken. I heard through the grapevine of social media that it's more to do with the bread or the buns that they serve the chicken sandwich on than the chicken itself. Because, I mean, Popeye's got it's Popeye's, the chicken restaurant. Of course, I'm quite sure they got a backlog of chicken breasts. Now, now the bun, they might have to figure out, you know, because I've been in the restaurant industry, they might have to find another supplier because whoever was supplying the buns can't keep up with the demand. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think it's lit. You know, I had the chicken sandwich once. It wasn't anything for me that was special. Um, but I did see, you know, in my place of seeing how people were acting out about it. It could be the ingredients, but somebody I found online was like, it's probably not even the ingredients. It's just more of a group think thing, which is the worst drug of all, in my opinion. Once, once people get into a herd mentality and they want to feel included, there's nothing you can put anything in their food. It don't matter what it is. People gonna want it just so they can say that they've had it. That's just our us and our humanness. But nonetheless, no judgment to you. If you only eat five chicken sandwiches a day, be my guest. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But it just ain't something that I thought was just super, super amazing. But you know, that's just us in our humanness. But yeah, that's my take on that. Um that chicken sandwich, which uh, takes me to our next segment um, where I'm going to get into um, Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, yes, let's take a break and we will come right back and get into that segment. Okay, and we are back now. Dave Chappelle has been releasing uh, new specials on Netflix, I think, since last year, I want to think, is when he dropped his first one. Because I know he had, like, three on Netflix, and then he just dropped another one, which I didn't know he was coming out with, like, a fourth. So the new special is called Sticks and Stones, and the whole thing is about the gist of cancel culture and where we are Basically, as a society where everybody's all fake sensitive and offended by everything, trying to act like they're so sensitive and this hurts my feelings and this is problematic and all that other bullshit. Um, so his whole special is about combating that. He's basically doubling down on everything 
that has been deemed as something that is off limits. You can't say this. You can't joke about this. You can't, 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 can't. Because you have to protect me. And it's your responsibility to make me feel safe in the world. So I can feel good about myself. And give you the responsibility of giving me my self-esteem. It's self-esteem. Okay? Self. Not my esteem. Other esteem. It's self-esteem. So that means, what does that mean? It comes from friends? comes from the self okay and um the the whole special is just hilarious from beginning to end it's so offensively funny and I miss it it's so refreshing because from the beginning to the end he tells all the things he says all of the things that we all are thinking or have thought in recent months about things that are going on in the media um society whatever that everybody's afraid to speak on because they don't want to be canceled. And this is the core, this is our core mission as human beings. And this is why I do what I do. I say this all the time. This is why I love Kanye West. This is why I love Donald Trump. This is why I love Dave Chappelle, because they all express who they are. No matter how problematic you might think it is, they don't stop expressing themselves because that is our mission. When we are born, we have one job, one job. We complicate it so much through our lives from the time we're born until the time we sometimes wake up or until the time we die because everybody doesn't wake up. Everybody's not supposed to wake up. However, we have one job and one job only. That is to be ourselves in full by expressing that in full. No matter what that is, your job is to find out who you are, no matter how much of it might not be likable, how much of it might, might not be politically correct, how much of it might not be accepted by that person, that person, that person. That's a never-ending struggle. There are 7 billion people on this earth. You will never please all of them. Good luck with pleasing 10 of them. Can't even please the people in your own family. <laughs> okay, so good luck with pleasing anybody outside of yourself. Your only job is to discover what your blueprint is and print that motherfucker everywhere you go. Just to express yourself in whatever medium fits for you. Okay, and and because I saw I saw Joe Button uh, tweet about Dave Chappelle is such a genius. Don't get me wrong. Dave Chappelle is a comedic genius. But what people don't understand about genius energy is that we all have genius energy. Energy. The only thing that separates a genius from a regular person is full expression. That's it. The genius knows who they are. The genius does not allow anything to stop them from being who they are in full. The only thing Dave Chappelle does when he gets on stage is say what's on his mind. He tells his truth. He expresses his truth. He lives his truth. And when you come into contact with that type of energy from anyone, it feels like coming home. Because you know, in your heart, you're supposed to be doing the same thing. And throughout your life, your job is to work through your insecurities, work through your fears, work through your paranoias to get to the place where you're expressing that truth in full. And baby, it can take many lifetimes to get to a place of doing it completely. And that's why Kanye West does not allow anyone to tell him what the fuck to do, nor does Dave Chappelle. Because when you realize the amount of work that it takes shit in just a decade to work through shit that stops you from hey, just saying that you're gay, 
or wearing the type of clothes that you want to wear or working the type of job that you want to work or breaking away from the religion that doesn't really resonate with you anymore. But your parents don't like that you don't want to break or your parents or your family don't like that you want to break away from this religion because this is this is what we do. But that's not what you want to do. Your job is to do what the fuck you want to do. And we come up with all these excuses as to why we can't do what we want to do because we say, oh, this person or this group is more powerful than me. Bullshit. Nobody on this earth is more powerful than you to create the life that you want. You tell yourself that. You've learned it. It's a program. But you can deprogram yourself from that. But anyways, back to the point. Dave Chappelle's stand-up is phenomenal, okay? He goes through everything from the LGBT community, transgender hype of they should be included in this and not that and and going through just all of the ideas of putting these barriers around free speech. What we have to understand as human beings is that it's nobody else's job for us to, to make us feel safe in this world. It's a hard pill to swallow, but guess what? Until you get to a place where you know how to make yourself feel safe in this world without other people, you're never going to feel safe and you're never going to feel powerful. How can you ever feel fully powerful if you need other people to give it to you? That's not real power. If you need other people to concede in order for you to feel safe, in order for you to feel like you're a powerful person, you're never going to be truly powerful. It's going to be a facade. It's going to be an illusion. And for some people, that's good enough. That that does it for them. As long as it seems like I'm powerful, I'm good. I don't need to actually be powerful. It's as long as I look like it, then I can kind of feel like it. But that ain't really, that ain't it. Heaven, heaven on earth is when you know that a motherfucker can shake you. I'm not talking about believing, not thinking. I'm talking about when you know that it doesn't matter what anybody else does. It has nothing to do with me and what I can do. So it's on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, as soon as it dropped, all of these articles came out saying you should probably skip Dave Chappelle's problematic ass stand up. It's super offensive. He makes fun of pedophilia. He makes fun of gay people. He makes fun of all the groups that the media tells you these people are off limits. And some of the funniest bits, like I, oh, it was one segment where he was talking about, uh, he was on camera and he was, um, basically saying the word faggot and the media company came to him and said that, Hey, Hey, Hey Dave, you can't, you can't say that on TV. You can't, you can't say that. And he's like, okay, all right, cool. You know, I'll, I'll scratch it from the, scratch it from the set. And then he said, wait a minute, hold on. Let me come back and ask another question. So he was like, why is it that I can say that word? What, why is it that I can't say that word, but I can say the word nigger with no consequences, no repercussions? And so the lady came back and said, well, Dave, you can't say the word faggot because you're not gay. And me as a gay black woman, I found this joke hilarious. And we said, well, you know, I'm not a nigger either. <laughs> and so it's like... We don't like people that are making these parameters and putting these barriers on what you can say, what you can be, what you can do in public is is just they don't think straight. They don't even think about what they're doing. 
And we don't understand. It's a slippery slope that we're doing. You think that you're being morally correct and you think that you're doing a, a service to society by telling people, oh, you can't do this. But all you're doing is reinforcing the idea that you are weak without anyone else's help. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we all don't need people. Of course we do. We're humans. We all need human connection. However, there's a difference between having genuine human connection as a human being and needing another human to make you feel safe and secure in who you are. That other human cannot make you feel safe because they don't know the total makeup of yourself. There's no one on earth in this world besides you that knows all of you, that can know all of you, even your parents, even if you have a twin. No one is going to know every single thought, every single desire, every single fear, every single insecurity that you have passing through you on a day-to-day basis, let alone a lifetime. No one is going to know that information the way that you do. So the idea that someone else can make you feel secure in all of that complexity is false. And it's, a, it's an illusion. And it's a never-ending battle that you cannot win. So the best idea is to go within yourself to find out who you are and express that and not allow other people to make you waver in that. And I appreciate him so much for dropping this this special and saying everything that was offensive and everything that everybody was thinking. Because like he even goes into the, the Jesse Smollett uh, situation. He calls he calls he calls this nigga Juicy Smollett. And I didn't know what he was talking about until he started getting deeper into the joke. And he was like, y'all never heard of Juicy Smollett? He's an he's a, uh, actor from France. He, made, he was made famous on the show called Empire. And I was like, oh, my God, he's talking about Jesse Smollett. And so he basically breaks down the whole, this whole false uh, flag situation that everybody knew was fake from jump. The minute that the media dropped this story, I said, this sounds like a whole crock of shit. First of all, who the hell? And he broke the shit down in all the ways that all of us thought about it. You're in Chicago, okay? <laughs> a black man in the dead of winter, okay? It's 30 below. It was like the coldest weekend on record in Chicago or something in like 20 years. You at Subway? Who the hell, black you know, is going to a subway, period, for one. And for two, to subway at 2 a.m. when it's 30 below zero. First of all, we don't even do cold weather. I'm going to be in the house, okay? I'm not going to be out at 2 a.m. in Chicago. I'm not even going to be out in Chicago in the winter, period, because it's too cold, okay? So you're out for sandwiches, some shit, a subway sandwich at that. We ain't talking about a Popeye sandwich. We're talking about a Subway sandwich, okay? In the dead of winter at 2 a.m. And some people is following you in MAGA hats with bleach and rope. I don't even know where to get rope. <laughs> and part of the joke was like, when is the last time you seen some rope? Does Walmart even sell rope? I don't even know. If you ask somebody, ask me, hey, go get me some rope. I wouldn't even know where to go. Maybe Home Depot? But... The story made absolutely zero sense, and he said it out loud because it's just, it was amazing to me that when the stories dropped about Jesse Smollett, how all of these, like, celebrities just jumped on it and was like, this is terrible, this is hatred, we cannot stand this. Then they tied it to Trump, running with the narrative of just driving a wedge in society and trying to divide people. And nobody took two seconds to think, damn, don't none of this shit add up. 
None of it. And we need voices like Dave Chappelle that will be brave enough to say what everyone is thinking. Because when you come across one person that is brave enough to be themselves, it gives you courage to do the same thing. And even if you hate on someone like that, or even if you hate on me, I'm going to turn my light up even more because what I'm going to show you is that it's okay for you to be you. If I dim my light because you tell me to, guess what I'm telling you? That you need to keep your light dim. And that's not what we came here to do. We came here to shine. And it's enough room for all of us to shine. It's enough room for all of us to be powerful. So check out Dave Chappelle's uh, stand-up, man. It's called Sticks and Stones. He really should have named that shit something about y'all trying to cancel me too or anything. Because, you know, he really was basically talking about how, you know, some people live. And I'm sure a lot of my, my tweets will be dug up once I become famous. And I'm, you know what I'm going to say when they get dug up? Yeah, I said it. So what? Yes, I said it. Would you want me to apologize for what I thought? That's what I was thinking at the time. And he goes into how Kevin Hart ended up getting canceled from the Oscars because people dug up tweets from him from 10 years ago. I would hope that you're not the same person that you were 10 years ago because I, I was in college. I was acting a fool, okay? But that's not to say that who I was at that time shouldn't have been honored either. You weren't thinking the same way now that you were thinking in high school, but they were phases in your life that were honored as what you were in that time. You have to learn how to honor yourself wherever you're at in all of your imperfections because we are not perfect people. We are flawed humans. That's what makes us perfect. When you understand how flawed you are and how flawed you're supposed to be, that's when you realize your perfection. And ironically, that is what triggers people because they're the ones that are going to say, oh, you think you're so perfect. Well, it's my time to tear you down. To show you just how perfect, imperfect you are. But I understand my imperfections, do you? Because you're trying to present a facade that don't even match you so that you can fit in and be safe and not be canceled, quote unquote. Who's the one with the real courage here? And it triggers you because you're the one that's a coward. You're the one that doesn't know how to be yourself fully in the world. And it, and it makes you, you seedingly angry to see someone else that's free. It's just, that's, this is why Harriet Tubman had to carry a piece on her. Because she knew that at some point, one of y'all motherfuckers is going to try to go back or try to sabotage the mission. And now I got to get rid of you. Now I got to take you out. Because you don't you done forgot, you done got lost. Okay? So watch this special, man. Check it out. It's great. It might make you a little uncomfortable. But that's the thing, man. We have to be ourselves. It's not nobody else's job to make us feel comfortable. Because if it's always somebody else's job to make us feel comfortable, it would always make, be somebody else's job to make us feel powerful. And we will never realize our power. All right? So that's my take on pop culture and politics at the same time. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into this last segment about how you are God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're back to close this thing out with our last segment. And I want to talk about God and my concept of God and what God is and how I've come to the place I'm at now with it. And it's evolved quite a bit, I believe, as it should, as I've lived. And, you know, when I was a kid, like most, you know, um, my parents were never really super religious. We never went to church. So, and I appreciate that now as I'm an adult because I got to develop my own idea of what God was. Uh, shit, life was hard enough <laughs> as it is, you know, trying to develop my idea of who I was and 
what I wanted to do with my life and all of that. And adding another layer on of what God is and trying to break out of a religion and develop my own religious concepts would have been even more complicated. But nonetheless, you know, when I was younger, I, I, I thought that there was this being, you know, in the sky controlling everything that happened into my life. Uh, some being that was separate from me, that was more powerful than me that had a more of a say-so than I did in what happened in my day-to-day life. And, you know, where I'm at now, there's still a, a being in the sky, so to speak, but that being is me. That being is a representation of me. It's an archetype of me um, that is not bound by a physical body and that has a higher perspective of everything that I can't see with my humanness that I connect with via my intuition. And my intuition gives me clues to the higher perspective, if you will, the satellite image. So my intuition gives me access to the satellite image while I'm in my human vessel. And that is how I tap further into my godness. And I'll take you through how I got there. Uh, Just through periods of my life. And it really came down to me taking full responsibility for my life and how it has turned out. And it's very easy for us to blame our parents, to blame the government, to blame our race, other races. It's so easy to blame things that are outside of ourselves as to why our lives are the way that they are, for sure. But the flip side of doing that is that those things that you blame have to be reconciled in order for you to get to where you want to be. And that's not possible. You can fight all of these things outside of you. You can try to change everyone else so that you can be who you are or you can just be who you are. Because if it's up to others to change so that then you can be who you really want to be, that's a battle you will never win. Because what if they never do? You know, it's just like getting in a relationship with someone and you can't accept them for who they are today. And you say, well, maybe one day it'll change. And you put a time frame on when you expect it to change and it doesn't change in that time frame. And now you're frustrated. But that person never signed up for the contract that you gave them unbeknownst to them. That person is just being themselves. And everybody else on this earth is just being themselves to the best of their ability. And your job is to do the same thing. And when I got into a place of really understanding what I was capable of and realizing that my thoughts were creating the things that I was living out and my perspective was creating the things that I was living out, it changed everything. And it made me realize that, damn. I have the power to control all of this shit. Because I'll give you an example. I had a really deep conversation with um, someone at my job the other day. It was just a regular patron. I was just sitting there chatting with her. And uh, we just got into this conversation about this type of thing. And um, she was just saying to me, so you mean to tell me, let's say a mass shooter comes in and shoots this whole restaurant up right now. You mean to tell me that you would make it out alive. And I said, yes, because I said so, because I believe and I know that I will. 
Now, you have a vibration, right? Your vibration is just like a magnet. Now, your vibration is not about what you want. Your vibration is about what you expect, good or bad. You can want to be rich all day long. You can want to be in a relationship where you are loved, adored, and cared for all day long. You can want to be treated with respect by white people all day long. You can want to have a career that fulfills you all day long. You can want to be rich all day long. However, do you really expect any of those things to occur? And that's when you say, well, damn, I don't really expect, I really expect the opposite. You want it, but you expect the opposite to happen. And so when the opposite of what you want happens, you say, see, I knew it. Exactly. You, you, not anybody else. You knew it. And that, that calibration of you getting to a place of knowing is an inner process. No one can do it for you because it's just like if somebody gave you a million dollars today, but if your vibration isn't aligned with being a millionaire and you have a poverty mindset, it doesn't matter how much money somebody gives you. If an internally on some level, you believe that that money is going to leave you, guess what it's going to do? It's going to leave you. However, you can be poor as all get out and you know in your heart in an unshakable manner that you are destined to be a millionaire, guess what you're going to do? You're going to find a way to get that million. And it doesn't matter through hell, high water, whatever happens to you, you're going to find a way to do it. It's about knowing. And that knowing is a God essence. Because here's the thing. God, there is a source of creation. And I don't really have a concrete idea of what God is, and I don't think I'm supposed to, but that's where I'm at in my life right now. I know that there is a grand source of creation that also created me. I know I chose my parents in this lifetime. I know I chose every experience that I've gone through in this lifetime to become the type of individual I wanted to learn how to become in this particular lifetime. The things that I've gone through, the things that I've struggled with, the things that I'm good at, have all created the recipe that is Kiva, the recipe that I chose to create and that I'm choosing to make in every moment in this lifetime. And that same source of creation that I came through is always in me. So how could I say that God is something outside of me when God is flowing through me? God is me. God is in every cell of my being. So we can take it to a quantum physics level. If you look at the DNA cells, if you go into a cell of a human body, it looks like a small solar system. And the deeper you go, like if you go through my skin, then you go down to my blood cells, then you go through the muscle tissue, then you go through down to the bone. You keep going deeper and deeper and deeper microscopically. You basically get to a place where there's nothing but space. There's nothing but space and darkness. Now, if you do the same thing, if you keep going up into the sky, going past the sky, going past the clouds, going past the, the planets, and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into space, you basically get to a place where there's nothing. So it's all connected. You're nothing and everything all at the same time. And it's just like if you cut yourself, right? You don't have to think about that cut healing itself. It just does. Because that is the source of creation. That is the, that is the machine that is behind everything. But that same machine lives in your mind. It lives in your perception. Because the mind, people, a lot of times we think the mind is, is the brain. No. 
the mind is really in the heart because your mind is where your intuition, the heart is where your intuition is. And it's like you have a movie. There's a million of different things. You don't even have to go to a movie. Just watch a TV show to understand this concept. Because it's whatever you focus on is what you experience, and that is your power as a being. Now, that doesn't mean that the reality that somebody else sees isn't real. And this is where we all get kind of confused. It's like, okay, if I'm God and I'm all-powerful to create my reality, how is it that somebody else's reality doesn't intertwine with mine? It does. However, does it mean it's, it's, that it's what you experience? Because if, like I was saying, I'll give you the example of a movie. You're in a movie. It's 200 of you in this movie. Everything is going on on the screen at the exact same time. All of it is real. But what you're focused on on the screen could be totally different from what someone next to you is focused on on the screen. Both are true. Both are congruent. Both are happening in real time concurrently. But that is not your experience because it's not your focus. And your focus is your power. So whatever you want to experience, you have to look at it. Whatever you are looking for, you will find more of, good or bad. That is your God power because God isn't personal. And we have this idea that God is just, you know, fluffy and all good things, you know, come from God essence. And like I said, all things are neutral until you give them meaning, okay? Something that could be terrible to one person could be your salvation. But the thing is the thing, just like a Monday. Some people hate Mondays. Some people love them. The day is just the day. Monday is neither good or bad until you say what it is. That's how you're God. The food that you eat, just like I was talking about the chicken sandwich and how I used to eat vegan. I used to be very plant-based. I still am plant-based. But now I eat anything because I know that it, I give it the power that it has once it comes into my vessel. If I believe it's poison, then that's what it will be because I gave it that meaning. If I believe it's going to be my salvation, then it will be because I gave it that meaning. That's my power as a God. And we are all gods on this earth. We are all creative, powerful beings that can create anything that we want. And your job in this lifetime is to realize that. Because if till you do, you will never have the life you want because it's up to you. That's the bitter pill you have to swallow. But medicine ain't never tasted good, but it helps you, right? So your job in this lifetime is to discover your power to create everything that you want. And the flip side of that is taking responsibility for everything that you create and using it as a learning opportunity instead of a detriment to your character. Don't take mistakes as saying, oh, I'm lesser than, or I'm not so smart, or I'm not good enough. Don't take the things that you fuck up with as evidence as to how you aren't good enough. Take it as evidence as your ability to create via your mind. Because I guarantee you, all the times you create an unpleasant experience for yourself, you expected that unpleasant experience. And instead of taking it personal, recognize the power in it recognize, hey, I did that. It can either be like, damn, I did that. Or it can be like, damn, I did that. So that means I can change it. 
That's the tip you need to try to get on. And it takes work, but you can get there. So, yeah, that's my spiel on that. That's the end of today's episode. And I will be back before you know it with some old truth for that ass. Thank you for tuning in. As we leave and we depart, know your power. Understand that you can have anything that you want in this world. And most importantly, understand that you deserve anything that you want in this world. Peace.